Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it, so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean, Vanessa, and Jared. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, sucky daters. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. My name is Dean. I am joined, as always, in studio by Jared. Uh, Vanessa is out today with some family um, things going on. We won't talk about that too much. But Easton is here as well. Mark, as always, Hi. is here. Well, not as always. You've been here a lot lately. We missed you for probably a good chunk I'm of three to four guy, months. I'm a busy guy, but I'm glad to be here. Yeah, well, we're, we're glad to have you here. Mm-hmm. Packers you. are playing well, so you're Five obviously pretty one. happy, too. <laughs> uh, we have a very special episode for you guys today. We have David and Annie from 90 Day Fiance. They're going to come in and talk about their relationship a little bit, how it works, how it's a little unconventional, but how, how they make that into great music with each other. Wow, that was a difficult sentence to great get through. Great music with each other. We're going to have Heather McDonald in here as well, <laughs> who is along. a stand-up comedian. She has her own podcast called Juicy Scoop. You Juicy can check Scoop. that out anywhere you want, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But Jared, how's everything in your life going? The life is good. The Patriots are six and zero. Things are good. <laughs> Halloween's right around the corner. We've been doing some Halloween stuff. Do you have I'm, your Halloween costumes planned out? No, I'm not a big Halloween costume guy. I like getting into the spirit of things. I'm really just 14 year, years old at heart. But we went to the 31 Nights of Halloween, put on by Freeform, which was pretty awesome. They recreated the San Francisco Cottage, which obviously is from Hocus Pocus. Obviously, guys. Oh. Anybody? Anybody? Okay. Hello. Hello, uh, <laughs> which was really cool. And then they recreated A Nightmare Before Christmas uh, and they did a lot of Halloween movies. It was really cool. So getting in the spirit to that, I wanted to talk about a tweet that you put out, Dean, uh, not too long ago, just about 14 hours ago. Uh, it's an interesting one. First of all, your profile picture is still you with Nala from many years ago. looks like your short hair, your tan, you're looking spiffy. Probably, yeah. You're 23 in this picture. 23, 24, maybe. Yeah. That's in, uh, where is that? Nebraska, Lake McConaughey. It's a great picture. Thanks. You haven't aged a day. Thanks. That's really kind of you. I was a lot more uh, ripped in that that time. It of my delts life. look awesome in this picture. Yeah, bro. I was pretty look buff. At... My girlfriend took that picture of me. I, yeah. 
That's not photoshopped at all? No, that's that's legit. No anything even either. No filters. That's just me being me, looking all hot. Damn, look at you go. <laughs> Anyways, what's, what are you getting at here, Jared? Uh, so you tweeted 14 hours ago, it's been eight days since my last shower. Yeah, I'm OMW, which uh, for all you old people out there, including myself, that means on my way. <laughs> oh, my watch? Because these millennials can't spell anything out of these days. Twitter, I'm, we're limited I'm to I'm on characters. my way to Kaylin's now, so I told her I'd stop off somewhere to clean myself before I get there. She told nice me thing. not to because she wants to know what I smell like, oh. and I think it's important people know this. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to point out... Is it? This tweet has 31,000 likes. <laughs> um, let me add one. There you go. There 31, it is. 31,001 likes. <laughs> so Does that mean that 31,000 people like that I'm smelly or 31,000 people like that I wanted to shower? I think 31,000 people like that Kaylin's going to find out how you smell, to which she has updated us. Oh, she has. Everybody, yeah. Oh, I'm she really has. excited about this. Yeah, she did it 13 hours ago. It's really good that you know what your girlfriend's <laughs> tweeting out. So she retweeted yours, and she goes, update. He doesn't smell great, but he smells a lot better than I thought he yeah. would. Oh. I, will, I will say eight days is probably an exaggeration. It's probably more like six, but, you know, just I wanted it to be over a week. Well, it's not that much of an exaggeration then. Well, six to eight days. The last time I showered was when we left the hotel in Hawaii together. I flew from Hawaii to Denver where I picked up my van and drove straight to Red Rock National Park in Las Vegas where we rock climbed for... Oh my Five or God. six days. Dude, I know. I did, <laughs> the, I did the dishes today and I thought I was being yeah. productive, you know? I, the, sh the flight alone would get me in the shower. Yeah, people get pretty like weirded out on flights and how dirty they are. Uh -huh. And I don't disagree with that. Yeah, you just put dirty in quotes when talking about an airplane. It's pretty dirty. Pretty dirty. You're, You're in changing a tin their kids' can. diapers on the train. Look, I understand these things, but also I don't have access to a shower like all you other people do where I can just jump in and clean myself off. What am I supposed to do? I landed in Denver, I got dinner with my brother, and then and I basically took straight off for uh, Las Vegas. Vegas? When well, that's like Vegas? where Red Rock National Park is, is just outside of Las Vegas. Oh, so wh where were you staying in Vegas? Well, we stayed in my van. Don't you have a... Do you, the whole point... What about this gym membership thing that you were going to shower? <sighs> I don't know. Here's my thing is, it's like... <laughs> I kind of enjoy being dirty. I I I would I think that I am very comfortable just being a little dirtier than the regular person, and I'm totally okay with that. I'm more, and I feel a little of uh, uh, what's the word? Credit like not uh, judged. Judged because of that. Just because my basis for comfort is a little different <laughs> than everyone else's. Well, listen, talking about my comfort, I remember the way your feet smelled in Vegas. That's oh. different. That's because I was wearing shoes with no socks all day, and then I put flip-flops on, and there was like some uh, residual aroma. Ooh. I will say, I've never, you've never smelled. I, listen. That was the only time it was your feet, and it wasn't because of the showering, it was because of the shoes. The, the funny thing is about this tweet in particular, it's it was, you know, six to eight days without showering, sure, but we were also, like, rock climbing pretty pretty heavily every single day, so we were, like, sweating and, like, getting dirty. That's a lot of sweat, and that's a lot of accumulation in some weird areas. But it gets worse, because... Uh, so I picked up one of my best friends from high school who's a fantastic rock climber and he like encourages me to do all this stuff, and so I was like, yeah, let's like go on a mission somewhere, and we decided Red Rock Canyon, and... We were like, I was like, I have an extra bed. I'll just set that up up top for you. Or we can set up the tent and one of us can sleep in the tent. One of us can sleep in the van. We like went out and got a bunch of groceries. Um, we ended up just both sleeping in the van together. So it was just two stinky dudes sleeping in a van for like four to five uh, consecutive nights in a row. And it, I can only imagine like, to me, it smells normal in there, right? Because I've just like become, my nose grows numb to the smell. You don't become comfortable with it after a certain amount of time. Yeah. But if someone were to get in the van now, I bet you they would like take one whiff and be like, wow, this is really bad because it's just two smelly dudes in there the entire time. It's like a whole new like atmosphere in there, like a Petri dish. Just yeah. like 
It's you look out the window, the van just green smoke comes yeah. out. It takes a little bit more uh, momentum to move you through the air because it's a little thicker. I think you know it's not quite as crisp as the air that we typically walk. Through. So you might know this. What is the what is the downside of not showering besides smelling? Is there some harmful bacteria? I think there are I'm positives, sure there actually. I think there are positives to it. I think because showering strips you of your natural oils, it dries out your skin more. Not only that, but I also want to make the argument that uh, exposing your immune system to like micro form, like to small amounts of like bacteria helps strengthen it and helps fight other bigger diseases. Why do I think that's a bunch of BS that you have no idea? I have zero science. The way, it was the way he started it. I want to make the argument that this is true. I'm not saying that I'm basing this off of any scientific fact. I just think that it helps me find solace in the fact that I don't like to clean myself very often. Well, they say that with kids that have forming immune systems yeah. that you should let, they should be less... Um, meticulous about them washing their yeah. hands. You should let them go play in the dirt and then have mm. a sandwich, you well, know, because it builds their immune system. I'm yeah. not sure it works when you're Think about this. When you get a flu shot every year, they're injecting you with a minor strand of the flu virus. Yes, because then you become, your immune system can fight it off. This is basically the same thing just in, in everyday life. You're just basically introducing small bacteria into your immune system to then help could fight be something to bigger that. diseases. And I don't really get sick ever. Like, I get sick maybe once a year. I think that's probably less than average and so here my my philosophy with it is if it's not broke why would i fix it like things are things are working well for me so why would i go about doing anything differently than i like doing them you know what i mean do you ever sample your own smell like you know swipe a finger on a tender area and give it a whiff and see what's going on (laughs) i will say one thing i've learned uh by living in the van is my biggest ally is wet wipes oh wet wipes are phenomenal and you basically can't survive living in a van without them um, because you'll, Good to know anybody listening, living in a van, you'll get some chafing, <laughs> some wet wipes. But and and to Mark's question, uh, like sometimes I'll like reach above my head to like grab something out of one of the uh, cabinets or something like that, and I would smell myself, and I'd be like, wow, that's pretty bad. Even by my <laughs> standards, that's pretty bad. And yeah, I mean, it, yeah. You said you said you might stop off somewhere and shower on your way to Kalen's. What was the plan there? The gym? Well, so. When I said that we were going to camp in Vegas or at Red Rock National Park with while we were climbing, what we ended up doing actually was we were just sleeping in the parking lot at the casino every single night. <laughs> so we would just like rock climb all day, go into the casino and like gamble for a couple hours. Maybe like go see, we saw the Joker. It was really good. We would get dinner there. <laughs> um, and so my plan was like, I called her. I was like, hey, like I'm headed over there. I'll be over there in the five hours. It's five, four and a half hour drive. Mm. Um, I can like rent a room or like find a, like a truck stop to shower in before I get there. If you want me to just like to spare your nose. And at the snap of a finger so quickly, she goes, no, don't shower. And I was like, okay, I won't shower, but why? She goes, I like, I want, I'm curious to know what you smell like. Like, I want to know how bad it is. And so when I showed up last night, I got there probably like 11, 15 PM. She like basically like merely picked my arm up and smelt my armpit. Oh, that's and it was pretty good bad. for her. She's yeah. a strong woman. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, it's just, you know, I thought it was good on her for doing so that. So it wasn't as bad as we all thought it was going to be. Well, and Eason talks about this too. I'm not, you know, sometimes I smell bad, but it's not really that bad of a smell. I'm pretty fortunate to be like a, not like a good smelling guy, but not like a really bad smelling guy either. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you guys. I showered today. I showered last night. I used shampoo, conditioner, and body soap. What's the longest you guys have gone without showering? Three months. Oh, wait. No that hesitation. Three he hasn't months. Ready. Was it really three months? Yeah, but I was like 12. And I was like swimming every day. <laughs> How do you remember these things? Because I remember- Is my best. memory that bad or is that or is your memory that good? It was the best summer of my life. I was, I think I was six or going into seventh So you grade. literally didn't shower like from school let out until school began. Yep. Wow. The best summer of my life. <laughs> 12 years old. What about you guys? Oh, yeah. I, I, mine's, I don't know. Two days? I like I don't say, remember I this three days, happening. Three, three days maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, three three days. I went camping when I was like sixteen. That was yeah. I've showered at least once every single day. Since I then. think so. Although I don't wash my face. Some people are weirded out by that. I think that's probably. I just started washing my face. I rinse it off with water. I don't use any soap on my face. Why? I don't know. I read something once that said natural oils it'll prevent yeah. wrinkles. I'm yeah. getting to the that's age where I got to Read concerned. one article and be like, I'm exactly. never doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's how you get your information correct. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go ahead and make the point too that planet Earth probably likes me a little bit more because I'm showering less. Well, yes. look, the human race survived for many millions of years without soap and shampoo and body wash. We so thought life expectancy was a lot shorter. Well, that's if true. I had to yes, guess. but we're that's also not point. running from like saber-toothed tigers <laughs> and <laughs> things like that, and we're living in homes, not caves. But to Mark's point, through the the evolutionary span of a human, ninety eight percent of that we spent not showering every single day, if at all. Mm-hmm. So these things that we adopt now in like this part of the humanoid lifespan, it's all very, very, very new. Yeah, it's all because of like the obviously like all these new inventions like showers mm-hmm. and processed food, which is another thing that we could talk about, but that's not really important. I also well, it's, I, it's very important, but I don't, I don't, maybe it doesn't pertain to this podcast. But I agree with you. Yeah, I don't really. It believe was funny in, because when we were uh, overseas in Europe and eating um, Italian and, and Greece food, um, there we never felt. You know how if you eat a big meal here, you just feel gross mm-hmm. and you're bloated, and you can tell that your body's just fighting it off because it doesn't know what it is because it's all processed over there. Never bloated, mm-hmm. never felt like crap, and we would eat pasta and fish and you know protein and whatever we wanted and it's and we've come to learn because everything is processed over here in america everything yeah is well, not has o- pesticides not only that but the thought of breakfast lunch and dinner is still a relatively new idea within the past ten thousand years or so yeah well it's yeah i think that's like a class thing i think it started off as a class thing didn't it probably but only within the past ten thousand years and that's my point is it's like we just get conditioned to do these things because we're just told what's right I mean, yes, showering every day probably is the right thing to do in today's world, but like well, at least every other day. Yeah, that's my. Well, that's so my why number. fight those traditions? Why fight them? Because you think they're fundamentally wrong or unnatural for humans to shower and eat three meals a day, morning, midday, and di- and evening. I or think, do you just want to go against the grain? I think that our brains are uh, transforming faster than our bodies are, and our bodies can adjust quick enough to this new style of living. Our our bodies don't evolve over ten thousand years as much as our our way of living has. You know what I mean? So it's like we're changing all these things so so drastically. I wouldn't even argue the last ten thousand years. I would argue, I mean, really, the last fifty to sixty years, if that. I mean, you think about technology and how fast that's moved. Think about, I mean, the first iPhone was what created in two thousand and four. I think it started. It was it was I made later than that. Two thousand seven, seven, two thousand seven, maybe. Think about that, and think about not living with your iPhone. Mm-hmm. We don't even know what this thing does to us. Remember June when 29th, cell phones? 20, 2007. Mm. That's insane. Remember when cell phones first came out, and they said, "Don't put it against your head because mm-hmm. of the waves coming off, and it will give cancer and radiation." And then, like, I still think there's something to that. There definitely is, but nobody <laughs> knows the ramifications of carrying oh, this around twenty four seven. I fall. I, there's nights I've fallen asleep with this thing next to my head at, at mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm curious how much how dangerous that is, and nobody knows because it just everything happens so fast. You know, it's something I think about a lot. I everyone I know that's that's having children right now is having problems doing it. Mm. Like I've never known so many people are using IVF and things like that. And I'm like, we got these uh, nuclear reactors strapped to our freaking gonads all day long. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's too tinfoil hat, but that's something. I, I don't think it is. A, they they're making pants with lead interior yeah. pockets now. 
And Bluetooth as well. Bluetooth seems scary to me. It's a culmin- just- it's gotta be a culmination of things though, but like the phone, the food, the like the all these like work stress. Like everyone's probably more stressed at work than they've ever been. I and agree. I'm extra uh, sensitive to this because my wife had a salivary gland tumor removed from the side of her head that she holds her phone on. And no doctor will tell you it's from cell phones because mm-hmm. they'll get sued. But if you look into this, there's been a dramatic increase in salivary gland tumors since the late nineties, which is when we all started using cell wow. phones. Interesting. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. I think it's very scary because I think within the next 30 to 40 years, once this generation starts getting older and passing on, well, I think we're going to find out a lot more about what this thing does to well, us. Well, it's like vaping. Vaping is just sped up. Yeah. Like everyone started vaping and then people started dying from vaping. Oh, crap. Everything else is spread out by 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. Smoking took us 30 years to figure out that that was killing us. Yeah. Who knows what this stuff is doing? Headphones. The Bluetooth yeah. oh, headphones. Gosh. Like I walk around with headphones in my ears all the time. Not just around my ears like these headphones. In my mm-hmm. ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when I really think about that, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. And like you said, Bluetooth. Hey, yeah, how does the music from my phone get sent over imaginary air? Well, the air's not imaginary, but whatever waves they're using to get from my phone right. to the ear. You're beaming headphones. something into your head. And they're like in there. Yes. Those ear pods, you know? I mean. And you can do it on planes. So I'm not only am I sending some sort of radio waves from my nuclear phone that's in my pocket to these these things in my head pretty much but i'm doing it thirty-five thousand feet in the air which by the way i heard a stat i don't know how accurate this is that you are exposed to the most radiation while flying yeah, because yeah, you're closest sun. to the sun yeah let's all go live in vans oh god yeah let's do it Dean's I'm down. something here i'm with dean i mean yeah you guys are always more than welcome to come Thanks. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a really great episode for you guys today thank you for sticking with us through all that uh david annie heather they're all going to join us later but before we jump into having david and annie on we are going to take one quick break At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him... 
And we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Myself, Dean, Mark, Easton, Danielle. I don't know where Tori is, but we're all here. Vanessa is not on the podcast this week. She'll be back next week. But we have some very special guests that are also in studio with us. You know them from the TLC hit show, 90 Day Fiance. It is David and Annie Toborowski. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect with the pronunciation. I was nervous yeah. about the Toborowski. I've been practicing in my head. So have I. And I'm 51 years old. My father says it a little bit differently. You know, look, they were brilliant. They came across from Ellis Island running from the pogroms, and they shortened it from Topolovsky to Toborowski. Mm. It's like really great way Smart. to start our journey Smart. in America. Yeah. Where are you from? Uh, my family originates on both sides. They're from Lithuania, Russia, and Poland. Where were you uh, raised? Uh, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. I was about to yeah, say, I don't sound Jersey. <laughs> well, I mean. My wife. My my wife's family is from Jersey. Uh, congratulations oh. to you on your wedding. C- congratulations to you as well on your marriage. And so a little wedding advice that we always give everybody is if the two of you stick together. Nothing bad can happen. And always put your wife first. Make her always come first. You can't go wrong with that. This is what <laughs> we tell everybody. I mean, these are words that I live by. And I also love how you said, put your wife first. And then Annie, <laughs> you were like, yep. Put your wife first. But what about Jared's needs and wants? When does that? It do doesn't matter. When she's happy, happy wife. Always happy life. Yeah. yeah. Happy husband, happy house. Some yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Happy husband does not matter. I just don't. Want, does not matter. <laughs> if she's unhappy, you're miserable. If she's happy, you're content. So it's just the way you look at it. Now we always, you know, say you have to laugh together. Love together. And most importantly. Eat hot pot by the bed together. Yeah, you know, those are things that keep a relationship going. That's it. And I always tell everybody, our relationship is like 50 first dates. And the one that's my age, too. Every day I have to wake up and make sure 
she falls in love with me again. Aww. So that's, that's kind of sweet. my relationship advice to anybody out there. Tell, so tell us, maybe give us like some insight on what you do to make her fall in love with you every day. Not, I mean, obviously not like exactly what you do every single it's, day, but just like. Well, I mean, let's outside the bedroom. Um, <laughs> but go to the grocery store so she can cook in the bedroom. No. So we just taking her to go to the Asian market. There's nothing that makes a Thai woman happy than going to see chili spices, red curry, yellow curry, and fresh like. You know, stream chicken, fresh ingredient. Mm-hmm. But you know, honestly, David, he is really a sweet man. You know, wake up every day, he give me a compliment. You know, you yeah. look so beautiful. You smell so good. <laughs> Even I don't travel for days, it smells so good. Does Kaylin tell you that, Dean? That you smell so good in the morning, and if you haven't showered in eight days? She loves my sour pits. What can I say? And that's why I carry polo black by the bedside. Too. <laughs> exactly. So, what's it like for you two to be in an interracial uh, marriage? Is there things that you've learned about her culture, and then uh, Annie, same thing, is there things that you've yes, learned about his culture know, that has yeah. been difficult to acclimate to? Absolutely, yes, because you know where I come from is very different in America, so I have to learn a lot, and you know, thank you for David's family, they opened their heart and their arm, you know, for me it's, even though it doesn't easy at first, but right now we are in the better place. Absolutely, and I think in any relationship, I think that's why 90 Day Fiance is so popular. It's not just relationships relationships but now you're taking cultures i mean you look yes. at all all the travel channels everybody loves when they go overseas nobody cares when they go to like you know pulaski county kentucky and eat squirrel nobody cares about it but when you go and you see asia and you see europe and you see south africa or south america and africa people are like wow what are they eating what are they and that blending of culture plus relationship is why i think 90 day fiance mm-hmm. and the franchises are so successful mm-hmm. is because then you add the visa requirements and how to coexist in culture. And I lived in Thailand, I worked in Thailand and China. So it was easier to acclimate to her culture. And there's still things that are different. Even just the dietary things are very different. Can I ask you a two part question? Yes. So you guys met in Thailand, how did you meet? And then on yeah. top of that, how did you guys get involved with 90 Day Fiance? Um, I was working in China when we went, I was on holiday in- He was the teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in China. So we actually met through a mutual friend who had a travel agency mm-hmm. next door the way the bars are is if you know connected. in Thailand you know if you go to the uh, tourist area that we have a tons of bar, a thousand of bar is, is this and Phuket or where uh, Pattaya. Pattaya. Oh, I've never been there. yes like that and you know and I'm waiting for my ticket uh, to go back to my hometown because my aunt there they have a shop and I wait at the agency yeah our yeah, friend has a travel friend, agency yes. there. Mm-hmm. and she yeah. wasn't open yet no. so they were having a birthday party as all bars have and they yes. have like singing they bring a band and they have karaoke everybody just sings yeah mm-hmm. so that's when i heard her singing it was like a voice of an angel oh, i said can i buy you a drink and she drinks she but no you can buy me a dink okay her english wasn't as good as it is now yeah <laughs> so we're, we're, we're getting better you know it's ding ding ding, ding yeah. <laughs> and then we went out and our first date was actually we went to the Cambodian Cambodia market yeah which is right near Cambodia and Thailand and I fell in love with her when I watched her because she wasn't buying stuff for herself so much she was buying for her brothers mm. and for her parents and that's the kind of relationship you want is where it's family and her family is a prevalent part of our lives our water buffalo they're doing well and so that whole dowry and stuff there really is a significance to it and it's respecting the culture and I think that's why we get along so well is you know we went we were just there I said, can we bring your mom as a gift? She goes, oh, let's pick up cow placenta so they can have a barbecue. (laughs) So we're stopping at a farm picking up cow placenta. I'm like, you know, that's not every day you travel. How about a diamond? 
You know, I'm going to gold bracelet. She doesn't care. Nah, she doesn't care. I've heard that people cook with placenta. That's actually a thing. It's very delicious. You have to try. When the water buffalo is born, everybody will gather around at night waiting for this so they can cook the placenta. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because, you know, if country people. Yeah, if they don't wait for the placenta, the water buffalo, they will eat the placenta. So they have to fight for that. Interesting. So everybody's just fighting for the placenta. Yeah. I thought that, I mean, I saw like, I'm going to get judged for this pretty harshly. I was watching uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians for a hot second once, and Kim was talking about like eating the placenta from oh, one so of the babies. Good. They're so healthy. So you can have not only human placenta, but also placenta oh, of animals. Oh, no, no human, no. for sure. Oh, you sure. don't. That's uh, kind of cannibalistic. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Probably several laws in the books that would be against that. But I could have sworn she talked about eating her baby's placenta or something like that. You know, nothing... There's, anything is possible on, <laughs> yes, and we absolutely. won't talk about. Yep. I'm not mm-hmm. going to try and keep up with anybody on yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so you guys know. met in Thailand, and then how did uh, 90 Day Fiance come about? Well, a friend of mine uh, saw the casting call for it, and let me kind of tell you, Jen. I was at a very bad point in my life when I went to Thailand. I had went through a divorce and lost everything. I went there. I lost a lot of weight coming back to America. I've you know refound. Oh, my you look good. Here. Get out of here. Well, I've got to lose about 80 pounds, mm-hmm. 100, depending on which <laughs> I feel you Thank you. Yeah. Um, but I went over there and I started working and then I went to China and I was working first as an international teacher and sharing my stories because a lot of guys my age who went through divorce, and I was 40 some of that time, after the economic crash, took their own lives. Mm. And it would have been very easy to go that direction. And one is his friend right now. He's very, you know, down. Yeah. You know, he's and just so sad. So trying to share that life to say you can start over at any time. There's never a finale. Taking your life is a finale. Mm-hmm. And it's not a great outcome. Uh, and I restarted my life, and I have never been happier. Mm-hmm. Um, How did day. you restart it? Walking, um, teaching over there. Just, you know, I was raised Jewish, but I, you know, wear a Buddha. And just from a spiritual mm-hmm. standpoint, and then, of course, Annie coming into my life, and then sharing that on 90 Day has been, it was hard at the beginning. We had a lot of trials and tribulations. The, the drama is real. I mean, it is, yes. you know, it, we were not in a good place when I came back here. I wasn't prepared for it. I've been living in Asia, working, mm-hmm. had a two-bedroom condo there. Yeah. And it was hard with the kids, and, you know, they're older, my children. Mm-hmm. And it was tough. Now we're in a better place. We're in Scottsdale. We love Pillow Talk because we love watching the show. I mean, as I said, it's fascinating to talk about other cultures. And you, you see whether it's in Nigeria or in South Africa and, of course, Thailand. Make and, we want to travel more yeah, and see which, more mm-hmm. culture. You know, I've been to 63 countries in my life for either work yes. or travel. So it really, for me, is a passion. And to see relationships, especially the interracial, which mm-hmm. is kind of your... Uh, going back to even your two-parter and your original question. Um, yeah, for those of listening who don't exactly know how 90 Day Fiance works, it's uh, pretty much couples that are doing long distance. Yes, that, and some couple, sorry, they, like you know. Uh, exactly. <laughs> that they have, they're doing long distance relationships pretty much, uh, and then they have to decide within 90 days whether the engagement's going to turn into a marriage or that they're going to go their Correct. separate ways. Because of the K-1 visa itself says you must... And this is not a, you know, you must be married by the 90th day. If not, you have to go back to, you your, have to country. Go back to your country. You can't do an adjustment of status mm-hmm. if you're married on day 92. Yes. Now, were you both in agreement that you guys would get married and move to the States? Or was there any inclination yeah, of possibly Thailand. staying in Thailand? Well, no, I mean, we when we came back here it was to stay and to make a better life. It always has been an option to go back to Asia because I miss it there. Mm. I He's miss the li- one. 
Oh, so uh, Annie, you're uh, the one that wants to really stay in the states. Yes, but David is the one who want. You know, he's ready every day. Every <laughs> every day when he wake up, I'm ready to go to Thailand. I'm ready mm-hmm. to go to Thailand. You know, but to me, I want to stay here, working hard, save some money, and go back to you know. Asia some you know, and, sometime. And we've been future. doing well with things. I mean, Annie and we've been doing uh, Thai cooking for dinner parties. Yes. We've been going around and, you know, yes. doing things cooking that for people. she loves to cook. Yes. I mean, that is her passion. Not clearly, I get that smart. <laughs> Don't <market>. never blame <laughs> me because you, you know, you sneak food well, in the refrigerator. That's it's why. not even the one I cook. The <laughs> one you get from the fast food and yeah. you're well, like a rat at night come <laughs> out. Yeah. Of it's the night snacks. What's the egg snacks? Um, you know, she. that's why she fell in love with me. She saw the way I eat jack-in-the-box tacos. She said, if you could do that to me, I'd love you forever. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I will say chicken pad thai is one of my favorite meals of all time. <laughs> it's um, That is a good one. Yeah. Our favorite, because we like spicy, I would say is the yellow curry, the red curry, yeah. um King, which is a southern Thai dish. Oh, soy, northern Thai. Yeah. Well, now I'm starving. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what she does. She goes, what do you want today? So for breakfast, we don't just get up and have eggs. It's like, oh, let's make cow soy, which is northern Thai curry with, with egg noodle, you know. chicken. Now you guys are also doing 90 Day Fiance Pillow Talk, which yes. we love. Oh yeah, I feel God. like 90 Day Fiance, there's like 17,000 different shows on this. I know, I it's hope so they have It's so popular 18. that they just keep yeah. making different Incarnations of 90 Day Fiance. different aspects mm-hmm. of it, like living overseas. It is not easy for an American to go live abroad. Mm. And it's not that they don't have all the luxuries, because I wouldn't call America so luxurious. It's working overseas is hard if you don't have the right credentials. Yes. And then adapting to the local culture, it is different than just going over there for a week, coming back. And then you have before the night, but I haven't even really met, and trying to decide if they even want to continue with a relationship. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you're saying a lot of these people on 90 Day Fiance haven't met each other until they go Well, the... before 90. is there Before further... the 90, because yeah. uh, a lot of people, they're just on the dating app, and then uh... they go to overseas to meet the future, you know, fiance right. or whatever they want yeah. to call each other. And sometimes it just, you know, yeah. the profile is on, oh, you just yeah, look yeah, like yeah. a new yeah. feature. So <laughs> being in person, we didn't have a long distance because we lived mm-hmm. in China together. Yes. So you know, she would only have to go back to Thailand every month to get a new visa, mm-hmm. be gone for three days and then come back. Or for some of them, like Rachel and John for previously, that were before 90, it's hard. They're in a long distance, long-term relationship, and it's difficult. And a lot of people are in that situation. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. When they finally get the K-1, the excitement of bringing them to America, mm-hmm. family, and that's what's so hard is 90 days to plan anything because you don't know when you're going to get the visa. They'll say, okay, your interview is scheduled, and if you have a mistake, it'll be two more weeks. You don't know when that's going to happen. So when they finally get here, it's like you hit the ground running, and you have so much going on. Mm -hmm. Because you can't really plan to say, okay, you're coming in September. It could be June. You could be planning for June, and then all of a sudden, September. So it is just, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, And we love to watch nightmares. I mean, that's part of it. So from Pillow Talk... We get to talk crap about everybody else, including yeah. ourselves. Yeah, and that's the fun part. I mean, that's you're allowed to talk crap as long as you talk crap about yourself as well. Oh Absolutely. yeah, of course. Yeah. We, we, we are oh, we are. You know. So on Pillow Talk, you recap the show, uh, and then you also kind of get an insight to what you think is happening on the show. You have obviously experience being on it, yes. so you guys we are kind of like it. experts. I could feel for Benjamin when he has to talk to Kenny's dowry, yeah. the bride price. So we'll see what happens next week. I can't wait to see what he negotiates. But, um, you know, for us, we went through that. You know, and that's what I love because yeah. I end up having, you know, and we said this the other night we did stand up, you know, um, 
as a Jewish guy, had my wife negotiate for me. She got 10% down <laughs> interest-free. Now, you got to remember, I have a granddaughter that's 13. Her brother's 12. So I'm thinking 10 years from now, I can get my dowry back plus interest. That's a pretty yeah, good He is very Kentucky. Very Kentucky. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's how she knew she was going to Kentucky, when I was trying to get my granddaughter to marry yeah, my brother-in-law. <laughs> Wait, say that again? My granddaughter is 13. Her uh -huh. brother is 12. Yeah. So if I can get them married, I can get my dowry oh, back yeah. plus interest. You'll be yeah. fine. And now, yeah. I, I want to talk about the dowry for a second because that was a big part of your storyline on oh, the show. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't really know what a dowry was until I was watching you guys. And the fact that this is going to really sound bad, and I, I don't know right. how else to phrase it, so please correct me, but you had to essentially pay Annie's parents correct. for her, her hand in marriage. It is for cultural thing is one to show respect to the parents for raising hmm. their daughter. And... That way, it, that's what the dowry is based upon, is education, have they been married before, your status. I was, yeah, I was really, there's an algorithm to this, and mm -hmm. I was going to work on one, maybe sell it as an app. <laughs> and then, you know, all these things that, can you take care of her? And a lot of times they take the dowry and they will buy land so we have something we go back to. I think, I look at the same way in America and they spend a lot of money on wedding. Just the wedding party. Yeah, just to, went through that. <laughs> who paid? For, uh, well, it was a... Uh, Oh, that's a personal question, David. It was a collaborate. I mean, her her parents really wanted to be traditional and help out uh -huh. as much as they could, and they really helped out in a big way. But Ashley and I paid for a lot as well. It was kind of a yeah. collaborative effort. But same. I want to yeah. give her parents. Jared, how much money exactly you know, down to the dollar did you spend on your wedding? Tell us right now. Uh, I'll tell you after the show. Um, well, think about this. I basically her parents about fifteen thousand, and seventy five of it is hers. Because we're married. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, and they paid for the party. That engagement yes. party. So, okay. Yes. But so, at the time, you guys weren't married. So right. technically, it was your money. Correct. Mm -hmm. But now it's... But I put 10% down. Two. So the day that... And oh, so it's like a, a loan. Well, yeah. I did an interest-free... Okay. Wait, are you joking? I can't no, talk to you. No, it was. I'm, I'm serious about that. I, I didn't have to pay it all at once. As long as we kept helping, and we have, and the dowry is paid off now. Mm -hmm. and gotcha. So everything after that point, it's half her money. Hmm. That so it is, you know, how we look at it. And like even, so that's why I, I, I can understand people saying, oh, you're paying for your wife. No, I, I see where you know. you pay. You have to pay for your woman somehow, somewhere. Absolutely. I don't hear, I, you know, I didn't ask. I didn't care for the a big diamond, you know, but just please follow my culture mm -hmm. to pay just respect. You don't have to give me a damn, you know, but just please right. respect my pregnant. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Yeah, and, that's and I can understand it, so well. too, especially if the money's being invested, like you said, in the land that you guys are going to use and in the, the future. And the farm, oh, yeah. and they, you know, no, Buffalo is the to help. The water buffalo really brings value to the land. Yeah, it's more like investing in the family than paying for your wife. Absolutely. That's the way I kind of yeah. look at and it. And anybody that pays for their wife, that's, you know, look, people go out and pay for whatever they want to pay for every day. My mom gave her, on our one-year anniversary, this was my great-grandmother's mm -hmm. wedding and engagement rings, white gold. Speaking of Jerry. Well, I swear to God, my that was my computer, and my mom is calling Call me right on. now. Wow, that wow. is. See, something what is literally a magic. Mom, you know, yeah. My this mom thing. heard something about moms. It's like, I, gotta, I just got to call my son right now. Where does your mother get off calling you at work? Doesn't she know that I'm recording a podcast? <laughs> anyway, I'm so sorry to interrupt. No, that's right. Yeah, talking you're about, you're this fine. was my great grandmother. It's 120 years old. Yes. It's white gold. It's about wow. two carats. And believe or not, his great great grandmother had the same birthday as my mom even Aww. though it's we couple went to the hundred cemetery years to put ago. a stone on yeah and we looked at the date and 
it was and date uh, and month yeah, it's just different October years yeah, obviously different year yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> hopefully that would be very interesting if yeah. it was the same year yeah we'd have to do some math on that one. Oh, i know that was um yeah, <laughs> so so David and Annie, where can we find Pillow Talk? Pillow Talk you can find uh, eleven o'clock on Sunday nights on TLC, okay. or you can stream live or download the TLC Go app. You watch it anytime you want. But you guys are also on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's we do cooking on a YouTube channel that's separate. Mm-hmm. Um, but TLC has their own. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. But to watch that, and yes, we do cooking on YouTube, so people can have Annie's recipes. So we have that going. I'll check that um, out. I mean, I don't really know. Yeah, it's David Annie's <laughs> travels. Um, so we're doing a lot of different things. Pillow yeah, you guys talk. are doing stand-up, you were talking we about? We took a yeah. shot at stand-up recording. Well, oh, first time. First time, well, I have to do stand-up. I'm too short to sit down and do comedy. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> Even you stand up, you know. I Still can't just, see yeah, me. I, like, I'm glad they had a stage. You know, I used to be six foot five. <laughs> and then you just shrank? No, when I went through my first divorce, I ran out of money. So when I went to mediation, she took half my height. Uh, <laughs> I'm sticking with that yes. story. Yes. I like that. Um, <laughs> so you're actually getting what our bit we did from the other night. And we do a lot of... Our bit is kind of like the way we do our shout-outs, cameos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a lot of shout-outs to fans, birthdays, mm-hmm. every reason, anniversaries. And, um, you know, so like we always say, happy birthday. Hope you get a Jehoon family toilet. No, Because everybody wants a Jehoon, you know, Jehoon family toilet. I have no I idea what that is, but yeah. I, I, I hope I get it out. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, it's the Asian bidet. That way you can have good, you know. Clean All the water fountains oh, no. next to the toilets <laughs> that I always see. Yeah. I like yeah. it. You can just drink some yeah. water while you're... Doing your business. <laughs> so that's what we always say to everybody. It's really you know, nice. so it's because we love watching all the shows. So it's we're we use that in our so show. You guys are the perfect couple for Pillow Talk. Well, it's we thank you. <laughs> and we we really try to interact with the fan base, and Absolutely. I try to respond to everybody on social media yeah. as I can. Yeah. Because without them, without the fans, none of us are anything. Drop your oh. Instagram handles real quick. Uh, David Toborowski and Annie, Annie Suwan Toborowski. Great. Well, so for the listeners out there that want to watch David, you can and Google. Annie. Maybe you guys can put a link if you have on your. We probably could do that. I don't yeah. see why not. Yeah, sure. He or is a really good marketing. You know, no, everything good. he tried to I sell. I have to sell her every day. Yeah. I mean, to me. Yeah. <laughs> David, if you're not selling the yourself, sale nobody's going to. Absolutely. I know, right? You know? When Corey came to stay with us, I said, I'm selling cameos and Corey today. You <laughs> know? Because he's single. <laughs> and I asked for the day. dowry. <laughs> so you can find David and Annie on TLC's 90 Day Fiance Pillow Talk. Also, you can go to their YouTube traveling and cooking show called David and Annie's Travels. And again, you can follow them on Instagram, Twitter. And remember, Sunday night's 11. Club. So right now you have before 90 days at 9 o'clock. Pillow Talk comes on 11, but you can always download the TLC Go app and watch it anywhere. We Man, did that yesterday. You are good. I'm going to download it right now. Love you. Yes. We love TLC. Let me put it to you that way. They've That's been great sweet. to us. Thank Santa Claus, for... love him. It's nice to see a couple come from our, our reality dating show, obviously Dean and I as well, Right. Um, and seeing you guys be a success story and really support the franchise and support the show as well. That's really nice. It really helped change my life in a positive way. Um, the fans have had such a positive impact, even it, even during the most difficult days, when you get those text messages from people who you don't know, and just like, we're thinking for you, we're praying for you, mm-hmm. and yeah. it does have yeah. a significant, and even the ones that, the trolls that with one follower that say hateful things, you still feel bad for them. I was clap back a little bit just for fun. Because you had some wine. Yeah, you got it. It's right. just like, all right, good, got you back. Well, David and Annie, <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming on. Congratulations on your marriage. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase.
Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Feeling good. You want to do our chant? Help, I suck at dating. Help, I suck at dating. Dean and I are both wearing beanies right now as well, so we're feeling really bonded. Yeah. Which makes sense because it's about 92 degrees yes. outside. So oh my God, you definitely Heather, need a I didn't beanie. even see you. How are you? You snuck up right behind us. Heather McDonald, ladies Hi. and gentlemen. Thank you. 
Heather, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. You have your own podcast called Juicy Scoop. Yes, I've had it for over four years. And I'd you- like to think I'm a pioneer as a female in the industry. Mm. No, who cares? Um, <laughs> no, no but are. it's very fun. I, I I love doing it. It's a uh, it's you know it's been great. I was did Chelsea lately and wrote and produced that for so many years. So then. I kind of I really liked doing the daily topics and what I found to be juicy, so I started doing the show and it's been fun. It's been great. What's juicy that you like? Like you just like topical current events? It's like yes, it's a little bit of everything. Um, I didn't want it to also always have to be funny though. Most of the time it is, so it's whatever I find is juicy in pop culture. What's going on in some of my favorite reality shows? You know, uh, real people stories. Like I love anything with infidelity affairs. Cheating on each other. Who doesn't? Uh, a the murder best. that involves killing a spouse and disposing of their dead body for uh, insurance money. All that stuff. Love it. So what's your favorite reality TV show? There is a correct answer. Don't forget who you're sitting next I to. Know. I know. Uh, I have been <laughs> watching true. The Bachelor since the inception when they had the guy from San Francisco that I still am convinced is gay. Who's the guy from San Francisco? The original, whatever his name is. Look it, it up. Oh, I would think that you guys, to get on the show. Alex, Alex Michelle. Thank you, Mark. Alex Michelle, but I would. What, what would be really kind of fun is if like new people on The Bachelor had to take like a history lesson of The Bachelor, mm. and based on your knowledge, did you start watching it in first grade or second? You know, you have we. That's what I would like to see mm. from the new kids on the show. I strongly disagree with that. In fact, the people on my season, I always made fun of them whenever they knew so much about The Bachelor. Yes. They'd always be like, oh, season six, this guy took this girl on his date. I'm like looking at him like, what are you saying right now? You know all of this? That was Tanner on our season. Really? I oh, The season I watched was Andy Dorfman's season because that was The Bachelorette who's going to be on our season. And then Tanner was like the biggest Bachelor fan who now is right. married to Jade, has a couple kids, and he just knew everything. So it was really funny when Nick, because Nick Viall, which is weird thinking back upon it, crashed our season and halfway right. through and Tanner just like had his moment because he's like I know everything about this guy just like everyone uh, sit down let me do all the questioning I'll take it from here it was like I had no moment. idea that Tanner was a super fan that's hilarious yeah I know Neither, well I mean I think it yeah. makes for a better show no. if the people are not no I'm saying I agree with you okay, if they're good. not good, good, because you don't want someone coming in and playing the role like right. how that used to happen with um like Survivor or or Real World, it was like by the time like the fifth or sixth season came in, the person's like, I'm the bisexual alcoholic, and yeah. you're like, all right, like they knew they all had to like play a role, a role. and so it's um, but I mean it's always entertaining watching. Do you the think show. that's happening on The Bachelor right now? Everybody's coming in with a preconceived idea of what role they're going to be. And I think that role is selling Teamy T. Mm. But I mean, I think that's something that everyone. But how can you not? Why? Why? If you're going to leave your job or lack of job to go and on this show, where I can't believe they don't pay you. So you've got to be at a certain level of having like a nice enough family that will support you because you can't come up with three thousand a month to like have your rent go while you mm. do the show. It's going to be a certain type of person. That certain type of person, I think. You know, it's probably good looking and can sell some Instagram and go for it. Sell some movement watches on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I think some people, I'm actually wearing a movement watch. Yeah, well, I, I love them. It's gorgeous. It's a great watch. I love movement. Uh, I think it's kind of, I think there's a lot of people that do different things. I know for a fact there are some people that have left their job for going on the show. I know for a fact there are people who have taken a hiatus from their job and then have gone back. I'm still in the middle of my hiatus from my job. It's been a while. I took a leave of absence. What was, your, what was your job? I was a startup recruiter. Oh, that's cool. So it helps small businesses scale their companies in Los Angeles. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it's ever look. Isn't everybody a little bit of an entrepreneur now of the day? So like, if you can like parlay it in something, I think it's great. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I wanted my friend's brother to do it. I was like so into it. I I, I was so excited and. Um, I don't know if he turned it down or maybe they thought he, I don't know that he got picked, but he was a babe. He could surf. He came from a nice family that I think would have been really good for the hometowns, like a juicy, interesting family. I think that makes it really fun. Okay. I'm, that may be the next time I get on TV as if one of my sons gets picked to be on the show. I'm but, like, that and then might. you're the hometown? I mean, at this point, that might be my triumphant return to television. But also, I do want to point something out real quick. So when Heather walked into the studio beforehand, Jared and I were sitting, like, talking, working on our computers, um, whatever we were doing. Heather just walks in all nonchalant, just sits down next to us, says, like, hi, guys, nice to meet you. As David and Annie were entering the studio just after that moment, she freaks out and is like, I have to take a picture of you guys right now. I'm absolutely obsessed with you guys. You're the absolute best. Dude, so we're, we're has-beens, bro. Just based on my experience between you meeting us and you meeting them, you clearly like 90 Day Fiance a lot more. No, what, you geeked out a is, lot more about listen, it. Listen, when I walked up, I was like, I got to get a picture with these hot pieces of asses, which is David you guys. And, and, no, you guys. Uh, but I was like playing it cool. With them, <laughs> it's like... It, it, it's like seeing like a fairy or it's like seeing something. It's just weird because they're just like, it's, they're like a comedic reality show couple that I've was into that. I like talked about a lot of my podcast. And I also knew that if I didn't take a photo with them, that I would be taking something away from mm. my fan base, the juicy scoopers. And I'm like, even if I never see them again, I had to get that photo. And right. I didn't know they were coming to do your show. I didn't know if they were leaving, going, what it was. I'll accept your answer. But I, I like I like The Bachelor. I like Bachelor in Paradise. I talked about you. I liked your, your 70s stash. Hey, it's it's kind of back, too. And I liked that you were honest with your cutie girl, that you were like, I'm not a good boyfriend, and we probably won't be together after this, so maybe I should just let you go. And then you came back. So I, I liked your whole vibe. I didn't say anything bad about you when I talked about you on my show. That's really kind of you. What about two years ago when I was on Paradise then? I think I might have missed it. Or did you just good. not look like good, this? Good, good. I looked very different, yes. Okay, so I may have just, you know, not recognized. I just was like, oh, the stash and the, I want to go know. back and listen to your, you talk about Jared and me, <laughs> Vanessa. Well, it depends on how long you're watching the show for. I've been, watch, I've been watching like it the whole time, but I am I have to admit, there's times where I'm really into the season, mm. and and then there's other times when I'm not. What's your favorite bachelor, Bachelorette season? Oh, it's definitely JoJo. Yeah. JoJo, really? when her now current fiance, I don't know when they're going to get married. They're going to have like four more engagements and milk this next out. Next year. They announced next year. Uh, okay. I hope they- They're planning their wedding uh, currently right now. Is someone paying for it? I hope so. Absolutely. I have- No. What? Absolutely I not. I got news for you. Nobody paid for- I don't know who- Nobody paid for our wedding. Well, like, we I, got you should have gotten me involved. We spent a lot, a lot, a well, lot of money. Well, definitely partnerships, whatever. You should definitely at this point oh, utilize all that. Absolutely. I mean, you've got not only is you you're social influencers, but then the whole everybody come to your wedding's gonna post about it. That should be free. Yeah, I would Jared, be why like, did I not get paid like, to go to your wedding? What the hell? Not, man. That's BS, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> but when you think about it, you say to the company, like, look. TBT. Not only do my wife and I combined have this amount of, you know, audience, our half of our you know, we've got 60 people coming that combined is 22 million followers. Yeah, but like for us, we wanted to get married at a specific location and it was just really like, well, we're going to sell out anyway. Like somebody's going to get married here, whether it's you or somebody else. So it's like, all right, well, of course we try to utilize it. It'd be like, yes. hey, we were on The Bachelor. Uh, yeah, how can you not? Give us a little discount to save some money. Yes. And then they were like, eh, no. 
Right. It's like, all right, well, I'm, I'm, well you we're still had the, the wedding anyway. of your dreams. That's all that matters. No. Like, you drive a hard bargain. Okay, let's yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Twist my arm, why don't yeah. you? Um, yeah, it's an interesting world because I think when I first came into The Bachelor, nobody really knew what Instagram was. I didn't have an Instagram before the show. And then my friend, after leaving the show, was like, you have to create an Instagram. And I remember looking at other Bachelor people's Instagrams. And like, I remember they had like, you know, 40, 50,000 followers. I was like, oh my God, that's insane. 50,000 followers. I was like, I remember thinking, I was like, if I get 20,000 followers from this, that's an insanity. And then it just started blowing up. I think from really our season, because I think Caitlyn's season, maybe Andy's season too, is like the first one that really, all of a sudden they started gathering Instagram follows. And obviously the show has really kind of uh, evolved since then into what it is now. But like, did you guys know growing up, now you, you came on the show at how old? You, Jared. 26. And you first time? 25. Did you guys always know growing up that you were like extremely good looking guys? No, no. I was really heavy in high school. And I was an offensive. I was a left tackle. If uh-huh. you know football at all, sure. uh, my freshman and sophomore year. It's the fat and position. It's the fat position. Oh, okay. And uh, I started slimming out, and then I started coming into my own. Probably um, college. Did you go to homecomings? Did you have prom dates? Uh, I had a prom date, but she was only a friend. Right. And then I had I had a, a couple of dates to homecoming. Yeah. But your point is you're saying that. The- like, were you guys kind of like late bloomers or were you like getting ass at 12? I was a late bloomer. Dean was not. Dean was totally not a late bloomer. <laughs> I was getting ass at 15. I don't think that really constitutes me being an early bloomer, though. I got ass at 19. That's when I got <laughs> <Okay>. ass. <laughs> what about just some innocent dry humping throughout... Like, you know, 19. study sessions. Oh, okay. I don't think our promiscuity uh, leads into our bachelor <laughs> career, though, right? Like, Well, where, where, where are you going with this? I just think, I just wonder, you know, sometimes people know they're good looking, like at a young age, or or I remember, like, you, you sometimes you remember, like, all of a sudden you're getting looks. You know, I just remember one, I have a very attractive friend, still is today, and her mom was a young mom, and she, the mom told me, she goes, I remember the first time that some men came up, a man came up to ask me for directions, but he was really checking out my daughter. Mm. Like weird things like that, where all of a sudden you're like, oh, and you kind of discover like as a good looking person, oh, I can get out of stuff. I I can get, uh, you know, I can... Get free dry cleaning. I, think I don't before know. Going to, before going to on The Bachelorette, I was like, yeah, I'm a pretty good looking guy. But then I went to The Bachelorette Mansion the first night and I was surrounded by all these people who were like successful, tall and handsome. And I was looking around. And I was like, wow, I'm in way over my head here. So I think you can be like confident in yourself, but then you kind of get there and you kind of like withdraw a little bit because, well, at least for me, this is my like uh, experience with that. I withdrew and I was like, whoa, I'm in way over my head. I had packed like a, ba- like a small duffel bag. I don't even have a collared shirt to wear. Yeah, I think I've become less confident after the show. No, you haven't. A little bit. No way. Because here's the thing, because you compare yourself. So I don't want to, this is not like a boo-hoo feel bad for me, but if I'm being honest, there is a little bit of me that feels a little less confident just because, especially after being with Ashley, because, you know, when people come up to us, they just love Ashley so Mm. much. And then I'm very much an afterthought, which is okay. But I think after it happens so many times, you're like, hey, we're, this is a 50-50 relationship. Okay. We're, we're on equal footing. Okay. Uh, And then also from my season, like I'm surrounded by guys who are like six four, you know, and they're the how tall traditional are you? six feet. So I'm not short, but people And how tall are you? Six two. 
Nice. Taller you know, Jared. Do you know how many times people come up to me and they're like, wow, you're taller in real life. And it's like, because Ben Higgins is 6'4". So when I stand next to him, he looks like 6'2 in person and I look 5'9". Yeah. You know? And so, but then it's just like, you know. Are you trying to take out a splinter in the middle of our interview? Oh. <laughs> Listen to this. Story. Like you, dude, you're you're that slammed that you can't wait until it's not I'm a gone. I fell on a cactus a couple days ago and I think it was poisonous and my hand is numb and I'm trying to remove the poisonous <laughs> thistles from my body. And he, I have access. He's having to ho- difficulty moving his hand. He Does won't go to Chris hospital. Harrison not provide health care? <laughs> they do not What's give us health on? insurance. And I finally have access to hot water, so I'm trying to release. The, like access open the pores help. up a little bit. Finally have access to hot water. This sounds <laughs> like you're deep. like, you know, you live in, in a, a third world country. <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> That's right. You do live in a van. No, you don't really live in a van anymore, do you? Yes, no, he does. Course. The van's outside. Yes, it's outside. Where do you park it? Like that, so you don't get a ticket at night. Well, I don't really live in LA anymore. <laughs> okay. Like if I'm in LA, I stay at my girlfriend's house. If I'm not, then I park it in the campground. Oh. Yeah. Now, what's that like? <laughs> it's fantastic. So, is it real campers or is it like, Homeless people pretending to be campers. What do you mean? It's what's well, like, like I don't know. I mean, I just I mean, I see tents all over the city now. Well, this, Obviously, this, those people aren't camping. Right. Well, I mean, not, not to bring it down, but like I just want to know how this works. I'm not sleeping in the city. I'm sleeping okay. like, in, in like parks and national parks and like oh like okay like That's where like good. people like go to like hike and camp and like fish and stuff like that. You okay. Know so it's like you're kind of around people, like like-minded people that are camping and hiking and stuff. Got it. Not got so it. much like Skid Row here in Los okay. Angeles. Great. Yes. Okay. So I'm just going to go back to pulling out the cactus for my That's Sure. <laughs> sure. Go, go get the, the poisonous cactus. Let's not forget that. It's, yes. Yeah. I don't know. What the hell we were talking about? Anyway. We're, just talk, we're talking you about USC, how you're... You? Yes, I did. I went That's to USC. Segue. We're talking about how you feel that you're really... at. You know what I think you, are, you and Ashley are? She's she's the Kim Kardashian, and now you're becoming the Kanye. Ooh. Like, well, you at one time, you might have been... A little bit. Now you've got to step back. Nobody's ever say, compared to oh, me like, to Kanye West. I just watched the show last night for, in a while, and there was I mean, a, there was the a real juicy moment in their in their like I hadn't watched it in a long time, and there was a juicy moment on Keeping Up where she was getting ready to go to the Met Ball, and she's in that ridiculous outfit where her waist is like ten inches or something, and Kanye sees the outfit. It's the night before. And, you know, he's the god of fashion who only wears sweatpants, but whatever. Right. So he comes in and he's like, I don't know if I like my wife in a corset. Like, I'm a father of four. I'm, ra- I'm walking a path. Like, I don't know if this goes with my path anymore. And she's like, you're going to come in here the night before and stress me out? Like, with that now you don't like the outfit? You've made me this sexy thing. And now you say you don't like this outfit. And... She's like, no, like you can go on your weird Jesus path. She didn't say that. She's like, you could go on your path. Maybe that's not my path just yet. Like maybe I still want to dress slutty until like child six or seven. I'm not carrying them. I literally have a 10 inch waist when my surrogate is about to give birth. Like I'm, my life's pretty jamming. I'm not going to have you screw it up with your weird cult in Wyoming, Wyoming or whatever. And then he goes, okay. And he's getting missed, mad. And he leaves. And I was like. That was the juiciest part of Kardashians I've seen in probably a decade. Because it was so real. Because finally, like, you saw, like, a couple that's, like, I mean, my, sometimes my husband will do that to me. Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, I have a show in, like, an hour. Like, I'll do it to my kids all the time. I'm like, no, 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 stop talking. I got to be cheerful. I got to talk. I got to get on stage and, like, be funny. So, like, don't upset me. And the fact that he came in and upset her. And that doesn't really compare to you guys, but I mean, I, there was this moment where then it was, she was like, I was Kanye's plus one and now it's about me. And now Kanye's like, 
I'm not even going to do music anymore. I'm going to start a cult in Wyoming and, and do like little homeless domes that look like Star Wars. I don't know. So it's that's, crazy. So that's Jared's next step is uh, starting a cult. Would you ever start a cult just for like ex-bachelor people? I think I would start a cult if I had something that I believed in strong enough. You know, I, it's, it'd be hard for me to start a cult with just an idea of like, yeah, it's okay. None of this is really, like, you know, like you have to really be convicted in something. Like have an idea that you want people to buy into. And if you no don't one have should that, ever start a cult is the point. My point. And like you just stepped into it and being like, yeah, I think I'd like to start a cult. Well, I'm just saying I don't think I'll ever care so deeply about something as to where I want to start a cult. And I'm not it. saying Kanye's is a cult. I'm just saying it's like. I mean, it's just a little, it's it's a little weird, but Culty. it's a yeah. But I mean, I don't know if these people are really like when you see them. Did they like come off the street and they don't know him personally, and they're going to these church things, or are they just all people that have like Big worked thing. for well, him? I guess. I mean, we can dive deep in this. What was he exactly mad at? Was he mad that he's becoming second fiddle, or is he mad about her? wearing sexy outfits when she's a mom out in public, which I'm not saying either one is right. I, I think, I think, I think he, I think he had a right to say those things and address it and be like, as a family, maybe we want to like move in a different direction. Like, but I think it was wrong of him to bring it up at that time. Hmm. And he wasn't thinking that, Oh my God, this is the inappropriate time to bring it up 10 hours before you get in this, this dress that you haven't been able to eat for a month to get in. Like, but I think what he was saying was kind of was sort of true. And I do think about that, like where she's doing so uh, really amazing, you know, in with prison reform, which I think is so cool. And for that to be her legacy in the end is like great and genius and helpful to the world. And I think he's trying kind of being like, mm, maybe we don't need to do this sexy stuff anymore. Hmm. But she's at the same time like, well, let me be the one that decides that I don't want to be like naked anymore. That's probably their bread and butter, too. Not that her naked is bread and butter, but, you know, they've built a, a, a career. Right. Of her and it's like, when are you going to give it? And, and yeah, when are you going to give it up on t kid four, kid five, when you're 40, when you're 50, when you're 70? Probably never. Like with plastic surgery and stuff, you probably never have to give up. It's being kind naked. of interesting that this is the straw that seems to have broken the camel's back after all the things that Kim's done. I, is it just like, <laughs> I don't think it's broken the camel's no, back. No, I think they're fine. I, I but I like that fine. they had like a real like that was a marriage argument. That yeah. was like that I can relate to. That it's like, really, dude, like right now, like you're stressing me out. And he's like, Okay, everybody's around and I better get the the hell out of here, you know, before I like lose my steam but maybe you're right and like i gotta chill and i it just thought like it was kind of a cool moment to see like a real marriage like where and then the next day you gotta you gotta get over it if you're gonna be married forever you gotta get over it and just move on sounds like kanye's insecure and i don't know why there's got to be some deep-rooted issues there. I feel there. like there's a lot of people, in the, not saying Kanye is or is not insecure, but I feel like there's a lot of people in this entertainment industry that are very insecure, which is why they're here, because they want validation and they want to build themselves up. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess I don't know enough about Kanye and Kim, but it's like it's Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Like, Yeah, probably the most powerful couple in the world. Right. And I, and I think they knew that, like, coming together. I think that was a large part of the attraction of, like, why they matched up like being the ultimate power couple and you know sometimes that doesn't always work forever like when two really big actors get together it's rare that they can I mean even when you think about 
Paul Newman, right? He's the one that's been married forever. Is it Paul Newman? Yeah. That's been mm-hmm. married for when he married his wife, she was an actress too, and they were like this power couple. Joanne and then Woodward. she never like worked again. And he became huge and had his salad dressings. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, Isn't he the greatest that he stayed married to this woman? I'm like, Yeah, but she wasn't leaving for months on end making out with somebody you know and possibly having an affair like yeah it's hard when so you're she was doing when that or she, she wasn't doing that? she wasn't was, but was i mean not. that's what happens with with major stars it's like you're separated from your spouse for three months you're on set for 20 hours you're making out with somebody new somebody <sighs> a lot of people a lot of people and... have like a open thing where they're like you know what what happens on the set stays on the set. I'm not going to have a baby with this person. I'm not going to bring them around, but like, let me have my fun. Hugh Jackman did an interview about this because he's been married to his wife for many, many years before he became famous. And he said that that, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm paraphrasing where he said that was a big reason why they're still together because before this whole stardom came about, like they had their, their strong foundation, their marriage, like they were going to do this together type thing. Right. It's an interesting uh, idea to think about. And you met your wife in in the peak of your stardom. Well. It's just like a contrast, you know? Anyways. But I actually think a a partnership like you guys have and like JoJo and what's his name? Jordan. 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 I think that works out really well. Well, I think... Because it's sort of even level and... You know what I mean? You like the same stuff and, and the the partnership works and the branding works and all of that. I think I think that's why these these bachelor um, why the bachelor couples, it seemed for so long they weren't working. Mm-hmm. But now it seems like there's quite a few that do. And I think it's because you guys, because of the way it works, there are several businesses and endeavors that can continue with just enough of being in the limelight, but where you can still have your own life. And so I kind of think it's um, like, I think it's really good, actually. No, I, I like it. I would agree with that. I think I can only speak upon Ashley and myself, but I think with us, uh, sometimes the business aspect does hurt because at times it does feel like we work together. Yes. And so we spend so much time together. Yeah. Uh, that separation is good, you know. Distance makes a heart grow fonder. Uh, but I also think with our relationship, ours was a little different just because we we really did start forming our relationship off camera um, because it was really the friendship that turned into this love for me. Um, and then it was kind of like your age old dumb guy just holding out, holding out, holding out. And then she started dating someone else. And then I got a glimpse into my life without her. And then that's when everything started happening. That was just weird because obviously the guy she started dating was on some dumb show that Dean was on. And what show so, was that? Bachelor Winter Games. Wait. Not a dumb show. I'm just oh, saying it's dumb dated, because she, she was dating somebody else on a lot Because she dated someone after... She fell in love with you on The Bachelor in Paradise. Well, she was just like Ashley's crying just, for you, and then yeah, she went on, a, and then she went on another season of Bachelor in Paradise and started to like someone else. No, she went on Bachelor basically, Winter Games, basically Winter Games, right. and yeah. she had the Canadian or something, right? Yes. Okay. And so it was just like, what if it was me that dated Ashley instead of the other guy? Do you think we would still be friends? F- no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, absolutely not. Oh, I would have. But what if it was like there was like it's like an amicable split and I was like still fully supportive of your guys' relationship? 
I'll well, never. I, I'll, to, I, I don't know. What I'll to say to never this. understand how people can do that when you know, like your friend's been inside your wife. Yeah, like I don't understand. And like that is some Making really evolved. Yeah, really, <laughs> really evolved <laughs> people. You know what I mean? Like that. Good for you. Like I, I don't think I could deal with that. Yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, that's shit. That is interesting to be friends with somebody who's had an intimate relationship. Because I'm like, quote unquote, kind of like friendly with my exes, but there's definitely a big separation there. Yeah. It's more of like, you know, if we see each other, it would be like amicable. Well, let, let's wait. I want to ask about that. What, what is your policy? Like, what do you guys feel about like when you've had a girlfriend and, you know, it was a serious girlfriend or whatever, and now you have a new serious girlfriend? Are you able to still talk to that girl on the phone, like, or do you keep it a secret? Does it upset your current girlfriend? Do you have anything like that? I don't like uh, keep in constant contact with any of my ex girlfriends, but we still like follow each other on Instagram. That's about the extent of it. But yeah, yeah, I'll give you an example. When Ashley doesn't have many exes, but there was one guy when we got. I don't know what he was thinking, but we got engaged in June of last year, and then we're at Thanksgiving. I, at her family's house and he texted her something very friendly but they haven't talked in like a year mm. and it was just like a you know a friendly text but it was like why is he texting you <laughs> he knows you're engaged you guys left off on bad terms mm. it was never a friendship it was only a relationship and it was just like a weird text to be like why are you reaching out she's engaged and then she told me she was very honest she's like hey he texted me and I was like, are you going to respond? And she goes, no. And I was like, that's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that was it, you know? But it's just like moments like that where I'm sure if my ex texted me, she would want to know. She'd be like, is, you know, why is this person texting you? I don't know. Do I know this person that texted her? Uh, no. no. I don't know. I remember I was doing this show on MTV and I would gotten engaged. And, you know, this is when you had to call people on the phone. And like, oh. what is this like 1950? Yeah, Communist Russia. Oh my god. <laughs> and like you, you know, and you talk on the phone. And so he called me, my old boyfriend, and we'd like had some connections throughout the years, but he was just like, "How are you doing?" And I don't think he knew I was on the show or anything. And I'm asking, he's like, "So would you want to get together?" And then I go, "Well, I'm engaged." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And he respected it, goddammit. I would have loved to have continued to hear from him throughout the years. I really would have. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's it. I guess I'll never talk to you. That's what mm. you should do. But at the same time, sometimes you're just, like, curious. And, you know, we didn't have Instagram and stuff where I could just, like, be in my bed and just check out his life. Yeah. Not follow him. Just check it out. Move on. Like, and you just then you're sort of like, oh, I really wonder what happened with that person, you know? I, I agree. There. It, I have a hard time of letting go of things. Yeah. And especially with someone who you just have, yes, they're an ex, but also you have so many intimate moments with this person, so many important moments of your life that you spent with this one particular person. And then, like you said, you grow close to their family and their friends and you kind of, you know, not revolve your life around them, but, you know, adapt to it. And then all of a sudden, one day, it's just done and over. And I, I agree that's the way it should be. Because whenever you're friends be. with an yeah. ex, it always goes, I feel like it always goes bad. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those things where you, I think it is the healthier choice to cut it. And but it's so for the, hard. Well, for the first time, my stepdaughter, she had a boyfriend and for the first, this is the first time this happened to me as a mother. Um, I thought he was a real delight. I met him. He was cute, 
met some in San Francisco who wore a little pea coat out, like nice crisp collar, cute hot dad, hot divorced dad. I was ready to set up that dad with a couple friends. Hmm. I was happy with this relationship. I thought it was a healthy first relationship. They had a healthy breakup. It's over, you know? So she tells me they broke up. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. I guess I'm never going to see him again. I guess yeah. I'm never going to talk to him again. To because- the dad or to the son? <laughs> Both. Um, no, I, I had no relationship with the dad, but I was just saying, yeah, like, I guess, you know, because he'd come to our house occasionally or whatever. And um, and then I was like, you know what? That is the right thing. I think sometimes with guys, I've noticed, you know, they get a girlfriend and if they have sisters then the sisters become friends with the girlfriend and then they break up. But the sister still wants to stay friends with the ex-girlfriend. And then all of a sudden this has happened before. And I think this is completely wrong. The the son then is in love and brings his new girlfriend around and the ex-girlfriend's still coming around because she's friends with the sister or whatever. And I think that really is wrong. So I would speak to the sisters and the mothers of sons. Like when they break up with that girl, it's like, see, ya, we had fun going to spin class, but it's got to end here. It does. And you care about that person. Don't get me wrong. You really do. Like even exes of mine, like I, I want to just know how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, are they OK? Are they happy? How is your family doing? People that I've spent, you know, holidays with. Right. But it's you, you just can't. You can't ever know because you can't reach out because you have to focus on your new life and move forward. And it's a really, really difficult thing to handle. But I agree with you where I do think the best course of action is to cut it off. It's sad and it sucks, yeah. but it's I just the way I remember when I was is. with um, my husband when we were just dating and he like just left me alone in his condo, you know, and so I started, found all the photos, you know, and really analyzed like each girlfriend, you know, and I was like, mm, I don't know, does he have a type? Like I'm going through, I brought a couple of the, of the photos because back then they were printed out. I know that's weird. And so I brought a couple of the photos to like brunch and was like, what do you guys think of this girl? Like she has a sense of style, but like, I don't know, not that great. This one's kind of hot. This one looks like a granola, whatever. So when and you say print out, do you mean like they were in like your from hands? like one hour photos from How like does that even work? Yeah. So that's so I remember doing that. I've been married nineteen years. Okay. So then um and then one day, like when it got serious, I don't know if we'd been engaged yet or about to, I went over there and um he had just thrown them all away. Like he didn't discuss it and he never knew that I had like gone through his which also I couldn't believe that he left me alone at his place. I'm like, you don't know me anyway. But, but then he just, he was like, he, and then somehow I came up and he's like, no, I threw them away. He's like, I only kept a couple of this one girl because we'd gone to check and like, there was like, you know, a castle and there was like important things or whatever that he wanted. Just, he didn't want to throw those like historical things away, but like of the previous, like serious girlfriend, all of those were gone. And I thought that's like, well, that's pretty healthy. That's pretty great. I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw away. So you advocate sweeping through your significant other's apartment to make sure that he throws away pictures of the ex-girlfriend. And I don't care if there's castles in there or not. Those pictures got to (laughs) go. Well, now it's like, you know, that's also really hard with social media because I have friends that you can't help to be like it's crazy detective work that they do and then they find out like why did he like this person's photo and this person suddenly is liking his photo and I went down this deep path of this that type of work you know takes hours and hours of someone's life but it's so readily available with like no literally no fingerprints that you can that it can like go back to that I 
I can't blame the girls for doing that. If that was available, I think I'd be doing the same thing. Listen, I got news for you. The guys do that, too. Somebody made an analogy that going on your ex's profile is the... Uh, 2019 version of driving past yes their definitely house. yeah like how yeah. people used to drive past their ex's house just mm-hmm. see if the car was there see if the light was on see if anybody else right. was there yeah and now you just kind of drive by let me let me look at their facebook page let me see if they tagged on any new photos if there's any other people in their lives i need to know about yeah it's interesting it's an Heather, interesting so world tell us what else you're working on because you have your podcast you're doing stand-up now uh, well, now been i've been doing stand-up forever i just taped my second special, special that we're still editing it and yeah. then um do you have a name for the special or you're not allowed to say i'm calling it juicy scoop i'm bethany franklin branding it because i'm like on the juicy scoop. why call it like some little like you know whatever expression i might say this year hook or light whatever i i, I have all, all these funny expressions and i'm like i'm hook not gonna name hooker light it's an expression i've coined i've not trademarked it yet but it's like what i call kind of like a sugar baby like where you're basically just going out with a guy for like a really great handbag. So you're like a hooker, but you're not a full blown. It's mm. like a new version. Gotcha. Yeah. And so like I have all these funny things that I thought of like I could call the tour that, you know, are things I talk about. But then I just thought, well, you know, the podcast has been around for four years. It's going to be around for hopefully a really long time. So any kind of recognition I can bring there. So like behind me is like this big sign that says Juicy Scoop and, um, and then, yeah, and then I still go out, like, travel not more than twi- two weekends a month. So this weekend, I'm in Thousand Oaks, and I'm doing the Thousand Oaks Civic Arts Plaza uh, Friday and Saturday. And then in November, I'm in Detroit, Chicago, Nashville, and St. Louis. And that's October 18th and 19th Is at the, the Thousand Oaks yes, Civic so Arts Plaza. Yes, so please come. It'll be really fun. And then we're all going to go to Bogey's after and rip it, or Stonehouse, if you're familiar with the... Uh, Caneo Valley nightlife. Heck yeah. The party does not end at the stand. No, it does not. It does not. And I have such attractive, attractive audience members. So people should just come because you might get lucky. Guys and girls. Both. Perfect. Full blown. Just everybody's just cute. Everyone has like a put together outfit. Yeah. Nice. And if you don't, you're still welcome. (laughs) If you happen to have a mustache and live in a van, you're still You're totally still welcome. If you have money to pay for the ticket, come on in. Yes. Well, Heather, thank you for joining us. Um, Thank you. What about your Instagram handle? Do you want to share that with us? Yes. No, I'd like to keep it down. I I don't want anyone else following me. Uh, It's at Heather McDonald on Twitter and Instagram and Heather McDonald Comedy on Facebook, if people are still into that. And I just joined TikTok. That's nice. right. Oh. I joined TikTok and I'm verified. I'll tell you. So what. get ready for some fun <laughs> to be happening. Nice. I don't know. Do you ever have Vine? I never did Vine. Nice. I'm, I, I never really got into Snapchat. So I was like, I was like, God, do I have to join Snapchat? And then I was like, I just like Instagram stories. So, but with TikTok, everyone's, you know, I said, all right, let me try to do this. So I forced my sons to do it. And they're like, mom, this is cringeworthy. This is white girl humor. We don't like it. And, um, and I made them do it. So I won't use them all the time. I only exploit them like once in a while. Yeah, that's fair. It's not so bad. Yeah, no, it's not so bad. Sounds like a healthy amount. I mean, you gave birth to them. You're allowed to exploit them. I mean, I'm just like, what do you want? You know, you want, you look at the life you live, you know? I mean, some people are exploiting their baby in utero, which I hope you guys do this. You saw that Malika, actually her first post about her pregnancy was that the pee stick. What's the pee stick? The EPT, the whatever it was, pregnancy pee stick. Oh, so she's like, gotcha. hey, thanks, you know, hashtag 
EPT, whatever, whatever it is. Um, and I was like, wow, like right from the start, like you should like, yeah, right, right. I mean, when you guys have a baby, that kid is going to work, work it. I'm so pissed that my kids are old. I can't like, I can't utilize that like a Gretchen Rossi where their kid has her own Instagram account. It's like talking in a little voice that she wrote. Like, you know, I, it's, it's amazing. So you should do it. Some of our friends have, well, uh, well, Heather on that note, (laughs) (laughs) you're fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you on October 18th and 19th at your standup, not special, but your standup show. Yes. Thousand Thousand Oaks. Oaks. Yep. And we'll be on the lookout for your standup special, which comes out in a couple months. Probably. Yes. And we'll be sure to follow you on Instagram. Definitely not TikTok, but everywhere else. No, follow me on TikTok. I'm doing fun stuff. I have three videos up there. I just started TikTok. And the podcast, Juicy scoop which you can find probably wherever you find your yes podcast. everywhere Sweet. thanks you guys you're a real delight thank you for joining us at walmart there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine we encourage you to show black founders some love not just during black history month but all year long there is power in every purchase every time we purchase from a black lead brand we make room for another black lead brand Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash Unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.
Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. All right, welcome back. Can I just point out that Dean always does the intros coming back when we don't have guests here? I'll tell you why. Anytime there's a guest here, he's like, Jared, take it, take it. I'll tell you why. You're just off the cuff. You're a lot more personable, and you do your background uh, due diligence a lot more than I do. You're, you prepare a lot better than I do. I was mad the other week when Amanda wasn't here in studio because she was supposed to be here in studio, and then something happened where she wasn't, and I, we were supposed to have like an hour with her. And I read her entire book, getting prepared for that interview, because I really wanted to dive into some of the Joss stuff, the Nick stuff, people we know, and it just didn't happen. Right. You're, you're I'm very, tooting my own horn, people. You, That's exactly what's happening. You prepare very well, and because of that, I allow, I give you the opportunity to introduce our guests. To showcase it. Because I'm not going to do as good of a job as you do. That's and completely that's just, the fact the, that's just the fact of the matter. Anyways, that, uh, that'll do it for our guests, but we are, we have an email to answer. Mark wants to give yeah. us a quick little Well, quiz. just because I don't know how it works in your kind of rarefied air of Instagram. Like I rarefied have, air. I have 13, in rarefied I have 1,300 followers. So how diligently do you keep track of that? Jared, how many followers? Do you have? Uh, I have seven hundred and twenty-one thousand. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> oh please, he did say it's not like you just see the number every time you go on there. I, I don't know the yeah. exact number. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's. I don't even know how to find that out. To be honest, but I think I'm the only one who can find and that out. And then Dean, how many do you have? I have one million three hundred fifty-one thousand seven hundred eighty-nine followers. I think you made up some of those numbers. <laughs> I, I'm so curious now. I bet you can, I'm within a thousand. Hold on, can I can I go on your Instagram? How do you well, find that out? I only have one point three million. I'll, I'll, I'll look he it up. Right check now. Oh, there it is. Instagram. I got it. I got it. Give me the number again. One million three hundred and fifty-one thousand seven hundred twenty-nine. Well, you've lost about five thousand since you Dang had that it. number. Ah. No. Well, how do you? You have an exact number on it. I there? do. One million three four six six four nine. No, 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 no. That's a late number. I'll I'll tell you right now. Oh, you're right, Dan. <laughs> well, while you have the app open. I want to see how much time you guys spend on there each day. Oh my God! Go to your oh, go no. to your profile. This is gonna be and really bad. This is gonna be bad. Lines in the upper right corner, yeah. and then hit your activity. What is your average time every? It's every actually a lot better than I thought it was. Daily gonna be. on Instagram. It's gonna be bad. What's, what's yours? You go first. Ooh, I'm scared. <laughs> It's one hour and 32 minutes. Oh, that's a lot better than me. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> Two hours and 20 minutes. Wow. Oh, all right. Yeah. So you're a whole Shawshank Redemption on I will uh, say Instagram. Instagram, Instagram is definitely... <laughs> I don't know what that means. The movie. It's like two and a half hours long. <laughs> it's the first movie that I can think of that has a long run. I will I say that I movie. spend a lot of time on it. Like whenever I'm on my phone, I'm basically on Instagram. It's just fun to like scroll through and like see places and th- puppies and cute animals. <laughs> We did this with Tanya. Tanya's in the two and a half hour range as well. Really? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. also different because it's like kind of a business thing it's at my times. Job. There you yeah, go. A little okay. bit. It is. Especially That's for true. Tanya. Because I think Tanya's Tanya Tanya's was delighted awesome at two and a half. She thought, oh, I thought it was going to be higher. Same, like, same with two hours and 20. I thought it was going to be like four or something like I'm that. I'm not going to lie. When I saw an hour and a half, I was like, all right, that's not the worst. But then yeah. you add it up it. and then you're talking, I mean, how many months of your life are you spending on Instagram? It's a lot. 
So are you saying it's not worth our time? No, I think it is worth your time. I don't know. It's probably not worth our time. It's, uh, I think it's worth Dean's time. Here's the thing. If I make 90% of my income on Instagram, yeah. I'm spending two and a half hours a day at work. That's pretty good. That's Mike, not bad. Mike, oh, is the other 10% from this? Probably. <laughs> I was like, only 90? Where's the other 10% <laughs> coming from? Uh, Julia emailed a question specifically for Jared, but Dean, you can weigh on, in on her situation as well. I certainly will. Question for Jared. Were you secretly trying to give Ashley signs when the two of you were together. I asked because I'm very frustrated with one of my guy friends and I want to see if he's doing the same things you were. Mm. We met in college. He was friends with my roommate. I crushed on him at first and I told him I liked him and he shut me down. We didn't talk for a few months. So I got over it. Our paths crossed a few months later. We became great friends and have been ever since. But earlier this year, his demeanor changed. He got weirdly flirty, sending me houses and saying, run away mm. from your job and live in the middle of nowhere with me. I started to catch feelings again. So I called him out on it. He denied having feelings mm. and asked if my best friend was single. Rude. A little bit. Past weekend, we were at a wedding, and he got flirty again. And then he was pouty when I danced with other people. I just want to ask, Jared, did you do these, these things to Ashley? And any direction you guys could give would be helpful. Be honest, Jared. Be I'm, I'm going to be honest. No. Run away from your job and live in the middle of nowhere with me, and then he's going to follow that up with, no, nah, I don't have feelings. What are you, out of your mind? What are you, crazy? That's weird. That's but so weird. I used to, so what I did with Ashley is that I would always, uh, you know, I would kind of, I, I, what I do well is I live with something being wrong and, and make it seem okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Like, you guys, you know, you like you know that, like, you just, like, uh, I think everything's okay. Like I always knew that I had more feelings towards Ashley than I was leading on, but I okay. would always still push her to date other people because in my mind that was the right thing to do. Hmm. When and hindsight, the right thing to do was just to be honest and be like, "Hey, listen, I'm confused about my feelings, and yes, I, I I do feel like there's something here, but I'm unsure because you're very different than anything I've ever dated before in my life." Hmm. Um, and so hindsight's twenty twenty, and that's what I should have done. But at the time, I was like, "No, no, no, just go go date other people. It's fine. You're crazy. No, 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 not, not that she's crazy, but I would be like, you know, listen, we're just friends." Uh, and then of course, like I would, you know, get her flowers for her birthday or do stuff like that, mm -hmm. which was obviously mixed signals. Right. Um, but this guy is just pretty much like, come run, run away with me. But by the way, when we run away together, we're only going to run away as best friends. We're not going to be. And lovers. maybe your best friend should come with you because she's kind of cute. She's kind of cute. I liked her Instagram. and. Uh, but would you flirt with her? Knowing she had feelings for you, would you sometimes flirt with her just because you knew you'd get a good response? Because I think that's something a lot of people do. No, but I would subconsciously flirt with her and like well, looking back at it, just being like... That's, what he, that's basically what he's saying, whether it's conscious or subconscious. You I know think it would be well received. Doing. I don't think I did it because I knew it would be well received. I did it because I liked it. Because you knew it would be... I yourself. liked flirting with Ashley. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it was selfish. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like... Nothing ever crossed the line. There was no touching or there was no any like really sexual tension being built. But it was always like kind of like fun, flirtatious kind of line between friendship. But there's nothing else. So we're not really in a relationship. And you know it was safe because like obviously you guys had like a, a good history yeah. together. And in my head that was fine because it was always like Ashley go date other people. So I would play that line mm. of being like no you should go date other people. I know that there's like something here but I just won't admit to it. This is what was going in my head obviously. I'll never vocalize it. And I think also what uh, my situation is very different just because of the public aspect of it. Nothing was private between Ashley and I ever. And that was by choice because we signed up for the show. So it was always weird for me where everybody, like, it, it, 
maybe I'm weak minded, but of course, like what other people are telling me or what other people are saying is going to affect my judgment in some way. Like it's impossible for me to block out all the noise. Yeah. And so I think that kind of escalated the issue with Ashley and myself as well, because everybody saw what happened and had their own um, opinion about it uh, or had their own idea of what they think was happening. And so I think that really clouded my judgment in a lot of ways, too. Well, let me ask you this to compare it to this story as well. Did she ever ask you if you had feelings for her while you guys were like in this weird nebulous of flirtation? Yeah. And did you, what was your response? No. I, I said that I loved her as a person and I, you know, it's just friendship feelings. And so you denied having feelings for her. Yeah. What you're saying. Okay. Even though in my head, I knew that there was more there. I will say that remove the come move to the middle of nowhere <laughs> with me from this story. It sounds a lot like yours and Ashley's story. No, because I would never, I would never ask Ashley to adjust her life, especially as just being friends, to my needs in any way. How is he asking her to adjust her life? By running away from her job and living <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. That's not like a legitimate proposition. No, that's a flirt, that's just a flirtatious thing like, oh, like, like work sucks. Let's move to the So my flirting Arkansas. was then very different than this because my flirting was more of like. But I'm just saying remove that from this story. It sounds very similar to your path with Ashley. Does no, it not? Well, this because my flirty was compliments. Like that's how I would flirt with Ashley to be but, like how incredible she was or like how much she means to me. And then, of course, that was mixed signals because she's like he's saying I mean so much to him. But at the same time, he's saying we're just friends. Where this is like from what we're gathering, him saying, run away from I'm your job. Remove that from this. And it sounds very similar. Remove see, that entire uh, paragraph. Yes. I, okay, fine. But I also don't want to compare myself to someone who's asking a girl to run away from her life. Right. But again, I don't think that that's a serious proposition. I think it's just a flirtatious like, oh, Tuesday was a grind. Let's move to Arkansas and forget about everything. Like that, that was just like a. Ugh, like life's difficult right now. So but also, he's flirting with her, and she says, "What's going on with the flirtiness?" Because I'm into you, and he's like, "Oh no, no, it's nothing." Hey, is your best friend single? That's a dick move. Did yeah, you ever ask I agree. Ashley to set you up with any of her friends? No, no. God, no. Hey, Ashley, is Lauren single? <laughs> oh my God, because that's respectful. Because you know she has feelings for you. You would never do that. Yeah, and just yeah, because of our past harsh. and history, it would—it's just one of those things that you just don't even die. You know open the door to I'm going to I I know we're going to disagree on this agree to disagree I'm going to say that this situation is very similar to yours and Ashley's this man is just maybe a lesser man than you are and is going about it in a worse way than you ever went about it I feel like you might be giving Julia false hope, and I'm worried about that. She's going to see this guy again in a month at a wedding. I'm worried that you're giving her false hope. Yes, I would also tell Julia that you have to at some point for lack of a better term pull your pants up. You know, you know what's that term? You know, um, what's the you because that sounded bad. <laughs> I meant to, you know, how like my dad used to say, like, pull you yourself know, you, up by your bootstraps. Yeah, that that's what I'm going for. Okay, pull your pants up. Well, I don't know where the hell I got that from. <laughs> yeah, Put you on your, your big girl pants, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just be like, and, and, and lay down on the line and say, listen, we can't be friends anymore. That's it. I have feelings for you. We can't continue down this road. And then give him an ultimatum because it's obviously frustrating from your standpoint, Julia, and you shouldn't have to put up with this. And unfortunately, it seems like you're the one who's has gonna ha who's going to have to step up and give some sort of ultimatum to say we can either progress and, and see if this relationship develops into something or we can't be friends anymore because I can't deal with the uncertainty of it. Does that make sense, fellas? Yes. And listen, I agree with everything you're saying. I just don't want to... I don't want to give her false hope, but I also don't want to say the door is fully closed because as we've seen with you, it's not fully closed ever really. Yes, but at the time I was also kind of given indirectly an ultimatum. 
she was dating someone else. And, and that's what I'm saying. I agree. I with had to really come to terms mm. to with myself to say I either step up and do something or continue living a life that might be lesser in my mind because I'm just terrified of actually admitting, yeah, I might have screwed up. I, I, I might not know exactly what I want and I might have been more confused and I might be less of a man than you think I am. And so I, I think, uh, you know. I agree with everything you're saying. And listen, Julia, I think that the best thing that you can do is lay it all out there, see how it's received. If it's received well, great. If it's not received well, distance yourself from this person because it's just going to drive you crazy. It's going to drive him crazy. There's going to be a lot of confusion and it's not going to be good for anyone involved. So just lay oh, everything great. out clearly and see how it's taken by him. And hopefully it is well. And if it's not, then that sucks. But you just move on. Like, honestly, hindsight, looking back, I wish I was more like Dean. Because everybody gave you crap for your first season of Paradise, but all you were was honest in the moment. Mm. I mean, you made your fair share of mistakes, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, you weren't deceiving or misleading anybody. Let's not talk about the season, which must not be talked about. Anyways, that'll do it for this week's episode <laughs> of Help, I Suck at Dating. You guys have been awesome, as always. The listeners, of course. Big thank you to David and Annie from 90 Day Fiance for joining us. Be sure to check them out on TLC. A big thank you to Heather McDonald, who is going to be rolling out her comedy special here in the next couple of months. Be sure to check out her podcast. Juicy Scoop. Juicy Scoop. Big it's a thank fun you. Name. Big thank you to Julia for emailing in her questions about her weird dating life uh, as she's dealing with it now. Big thank you to Jared for just being your regular vulnerable self. A big thank you to Dean for yeah. being your mustache best version of yourself. And Mark and Eason, Tori and Danielle, <laughs> and everyone at iHeart as well every single week. Be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.